Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are speaking with Ruby Skilton. Ruby is a podcast audio expert and a limb difference advocate. Being born with a physical difference could have positioned Ruby's life to go into a different direction. She could have fallen into the victim mentality and lived a life of, I wish I could, but she used her difference as a fuel to become successful and impact others. Throughout the years, Ruby lost herself in the world of expectations. Her voice was lost among the ma- amongst the masses, so she pushed herself out of her comfort zone and started a podcast to use her voice. Ruby founded Podcast and Company, where she works with high-level entrepreneurs coaches, and influencers to help them not only connect with their audience on a deeper level, but also have their voices be heard. This is a great podcast episode, and I love how Ruby openly shares her story and is vulnerable with us in the process. Welcome to the show today, Ruby. It's so great to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Marcia. Awesome. So let's start with a little bit of information so people can get to know a little bit more about you. Where are you mm-hmm. from? So I'm originally from Texas, but I've been living in LA for six years now. Nice, nice, yeah. nice, nice. We, I'm in Canada and we're in the middle of a snowstorm right now. So LA sounds really nice. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cold for me right now, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, I think cold and this are a little different. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. out my window and it's just like just slightly. <laughs> very, very white here. Um, can mm, you, do you happen to, are you a reader and do you have a book that has been impactful for you? Mm, yes, there's so many books. I love reading books. Um, one that stands out right now, you know, depending on what I'm going through, it changes, of course. Mm-hmm. But one that stood out for me a lot was O Shift by Nicole Sylvester. I have not read that one, but that one has oh, come up here. Okay. Okay. Tell yeah, me about it. It's so good. So basically it's um her story. It's about how she went pretty much from being in abusive relationships, literally smuggling like coke through airports for oh my her gosh. abusive boyfriend to getting pregnant, really switching her life around. Oh, I love I, those she, my Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. She's a spiritual coach now and one of my mentors and I just love her and her book was I finished that book in a day. I could not put it down. It was incredible. All right. On yeah. my list. That's always a really good sign. I, I love true stories and I love stories of people who have overcome something, hence the whole yeah. premise for this podcast. But that's, that totally. is what drives me. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so good. Good to know. Thank you for sharing. Do you have a quote or a mantra that has something that grounds you in your mm. life? 
Mm, it's a, I guess, a quote from a song. And I want to get that tattooed. It says, take joy in who you are. We know our wings are flawed. And I think that is so powerful because it stands for my mission, what I believe in, of like everyone has things that we're not going to love about ourselves, but it's about really embracing them and learning from them in a way. And I'm sure we'll dive more into it throughout the episode, but that quote has always stuck with me from the moment I heard that song. I love that. Um, yes, we definitely will get that. We will dive into that. What, um, what lights you up? Like what lights you up and what drives you? What is something that you feel so strongly about that drives Mm. you to keep going? Ooh, such a good question. What drives me? Probably the impact I know I can make the impact that my story has Mm -hmm. because hearing other people's stories really drives me. So kind of pushing that forward and like passing that on. So definitely impact. Mm-hmm. I, and I, we will definitely come back to impact even more. I want to talk to you. You just said about what your story is and how mm-hmm. you feel that this is something that you are here to do something with. So tell us about yourself and your story. Yeah. So my name is Ruby. I was born with a physical difference. So um, I have actually my right arm is fully full length and my left arm stirrups right on my elbow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have like seven fingers total. I was born with that. So it wasn't like a freak accident or anything like that. And for a long time, I was um, really outgoing. I loved playing sports. I used to do gymnastics, soccer, basketball, you name it. I was doing all the things. And then around middle school, um, no one said anything, but I started saying things to myself. And I started being like, if we lost a basketball game, it was my fault because I did not have both arms to play with. Mm. If we... um, didn't make it to like state finals in gymnastics. It was on me, even though it's a team, you know, it's not just me. But I started um, building this story and these beliefs of it's my fault. So I stopped doing what I love to do. I quit playing sports. I just really became like, I isolated myself mm-hmm. from a lot of people in middle school. And I started wearing long sleeves and right now I'm wearing long sleeves because it's cold, but I really started um, hiding who I was and I convinced myself that it was my style, that I loved wearing long sleeves, that I loved wearing jackets, even though I was in Texas where the weather was (laughs) 100 plus degrees every day. Yeah. But I, I truly convinced myself that that was, that was who I was. And so you know, isolate myself. I still had friends, but like, it wasn't like I was really doing everything I wanted to do. Right. Mm-hmm. High school, I lost a lot of friends because I'm Hispanic and we have quinceañeras and I wouldn't like participate in their quinceañeras because they would have like strapless dresses mm-hmm. for like their court, their little like dancers or whatever. And I didn't want to, but at the time I did not admit it to myself that it was because I was embarrassed to wear um, sleeveless shirts. So I would just like drop on them and like, it, it just cost me to lose a lot of good friendships that I've had since kindergarten. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. The world gets smaller and smaller, doesn't it? It's, oh, yeah. We start oh, to yeah. make it smaller and smaller. Definitely. And it all went down to literally me telling myself those stories. No one, I was never like bullied in school ever, even though that's a big thing. I was never made fun of or anything, at least not to my face. Maybe people Mm. said stuff behind my back. I don't know. Um, But I really, really dug in on myself. And it wasn't until two years ago that I actually started wearing short sleeves. Okay. So you go from this space where you make your world really, really small. And Mm -hmm. I love that you have taken that ownership, that that was something that you were telling yourself. I think this shows how powerful our own words and thoughts are, right? Mm -hmm. Like we are Mm -hmm. so, we are, we tend to be our biggest critic. We tend to be the one Mm -hmm. who's hardest on ourselves. And so I, I appreciate you sharing that because I think people can relate to that. And then we go from there to hiding and then all of a sudden we, we keep hiding and then our world gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, now I don't even know how to change this because I've made my world mm-hmm. so small. I've pushed everyone away from me so nobody can get in because we think that's how we protect ourselves, which isn't, but that's what we do. How was there a turning point then two years ago? What happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's crazy because even like with my best friend and like my my boyfriend and I like I would still wear long sleeves around them even though I trusted them with everything it was something we didn't talk about but two years ago it started with me looking at a photo of my boyfriend and I on my 22nd birthday and I looked at it and I did not recognize the person I saw I was 220 pounds given I'm five foot one. So that's a lot of weight on me. Um, I was smiling, but I knew I wasn't truly happy. Not a true mm-hmm. smile, but like a, right. a photograph kind of smile, like a exactly. smile. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I remember looking at that photo and I was like, who is this person? It, it literally like shocked me to the core of, I don't know who I'm looking at. And so we, my boyfriend and I, we go on this health journey. It started by hitting a personal trainer and I started changing my like external. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm looking better, but I'm not feeling better. So someone, I don't remember what I was doing on social media and someone posted about a podcast and I was like, oh, okay. Like, what is this podcast about? So I remember clicking on it. And it shifted my whole perspective on you can take control of your life, even though it's something that my mom always told me, my mom always encouraged me to be myself and like, didn't make me feel any different. This podcast put it in such like terms of if I did it, you can too. Mm. And that shifted my whole perspective. So we started diving into the self-development world and really starting to know who am I? I asked myself literally, who is Ruby? Mm-hmm. And it was terrifying because I did not, or I realized I had no idea who the hell I was. Wait, sorry, can we curse in here? Oh yeah, you absolutely can. Okay, cool. <laughs> I always like asking. <laughs> yeah, it's um, all good. It's all good. But that's a great question. You know, I understand most people don't even ask themselves that question. Yeah. No. And it's so crazy because most of us don't know who we are. And when I asked myself, I was already living in California. I moved out here for school and to pursue a career in music. Um, I I really 
was so shocked to be like, okay, yes, I write music. I like going outside. I like having my puppy, but who am I at the core? Mm -hmm. And I did not know how to answer that. Mm -hmm. So that started a journey of, okay, what do I really like to do? Like before middle school, when I started telling myself all these stories, what did I like to do? Mm -hmm. And I love to dance. So I started incorporating more dancing into my everyday. And then I was like, okay, what do I like to drink? Um, I don't like drinking alcohol. I like drinking water. It's something Mm -hmm. I like realized about myself. Um, What time do I like waking up? And like just the little things that make up your everyday life. Mm -hmm. I had to refine that Mm -hmm. and like really... I had to do a lot of inner child work, which is one of my favorite things to do because that child that I left behind in middle school was begging to come out. And it was something that, yeah, it was something that when we really sit down and ask, who are we? That inner child knows who you are because you're at your purest form. And so it was a process of, bringing that child out and letting her play. I realized I loved wearing tank tops, so I make it a priority to wear tank tops, even when it makes me feel uncomfortable. Because it's, yeah, and it was a lot of hard work, and it's still every time I'm figuring things out. And so for the listeners, it's like, do the things that make you feel uncomfortable as long as they're aligned Mm -hmm. with who you truly are. And I I think that that's a really great summary as do the things that you like as long as they are aligned, right? Is that how, did I, did I Mm -hmm. say it properly? So first of all, people, I don't even think they know what they like half the time. And Mm -hmm. then two, they're like alignment. What is that? Like, what is alignment? Or it sounds like a great word, but what does it mean? I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Can you explain a little bit about what you see as the meaning of alignment? Yeah, totally. And it's something that I also have to ask myself a lot, like, is this aligned? Because here's the thing. Alignment to me means that it is your purest form. It is when you feel like no matter what anyone's going to say, no matter who's watching, it brings you joy. Right? And it's for your own good. So it's not like, oh, I feel good when I'm like getting super wasted. It's like, no, that's not true alignment. No. That is a story that you've built up. It's something you're using to cope, right? Whereas true alignment is, I don't like drinking, but I still like going out with friends and finding that balance of still doing what you truly, truly love and it being so good for you that it just feels right. Does that make sense? Oh, no, it does. It definitely does. It definitely feels right. And and it makes sense. I think it just brings light to the fact that so many people don't even know those mm-hmm. basics. So I love how you said that. And sometimes it's as simple as I say, like, what brings you joy? And I can't tell you how many women are like, joy, just a second. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, no. It's like, do you should have, do you have something that jumps to mind right away of joy? And a lot of people don't because I think they get so caught up in doing the do, what the lists are, what mm-hmm. they have to do, that we don't stop to think or give ourselves permission to do the things that bring us joy. Right. And it's like throw the list 
away. <laughs> Throw the list away. Because what makes me happy, what feels aligned for me is not going to be the same for you. No. So I see a lot of like self-confidence coaches out there being like, oh, well, your morning routine should look like wake up, have a glass of water. Self-care is getting your nails done. But no, I have some girlfriends that when they go get their nails done, it feels like a chore. Mm -hmm. So that is not self-care for them. Yes. And that is okay. So it goes back to really, really finding who you are and asking yourself, what do I like? What do I not like? And creating your self-care routine from that place of doing things you enjoy. And if that's laying on the bed for an extra hour in the morning, that is self-care. It doesn't look the same for anyone, for anyone no. at all. No, it doesn't. And it's, it's, you know, it might be, there have been times where I found myself that I have to schedule in a day and mm. it's just maybe a day to get caught up, to work at a different pace, to slow it down, especially when I've had a busy schedule and it's like, okay, I'm going to do that without guilt, without any kind of, because I need that time in order to show up as the best version of me again. Mm. Like it's mm -hmm. that knowing, I think it's also knowing when you have to put the brakes on, when you can go mm. more full steam, whatever that is. And giving yourself that permission without guilt. Oh, yeah. Giving mm -hmm. yourself the grace to be like, okay, I had an quote unquote, and I'm going to say this, I don't like saying this, but an off day. Oh, absolutely. Now it's time to get to work. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't believe they're sending off days. Like, it's just what your body needed at the time. Yeah. And that is okay. Just like, I don't believe there's wrong decisions. Like, you can make mistakes and I put that again in air quotes because like what really is a mistake there are lessons that you learn from mm -hmm. and you could choose to make them again and learn another lesson or learn from it and not do it again absolutely absolutely I couldn't agree more and I love that you went there with that so you started to ask yourself those questions. You started to really get in touch with what it was that brought you joy, maybe brought you back to your younger years of when you weren't thinking and being so critical of yourself mm -hmm. and really starting to get into touch with what brought you joy, right? That's where you went to. And then was it, I, would, I know the answer, but was it a straight line where it was just easy to figure out or what was it like just to allow people that yeah. idea to navigate? <laughs> Um, absolutely not. It was not a straight line. Um, you know, when I started doing like self-development and working out and eating healthy, there was days where I was like, this is hard. I don't want to do it. So I would literally have days or even weeks of like going back to old habits and like just eating all the junk food, not working out, picking arguments with, with my boyfriend. Um, you know, just doing things that felt good at the time. Mm -hmm. And what I realize now is that that was a worthiness issue. I think I said that word, worthiness issue mm -hmm. of like, I didn't feel like I was good enough to create this new life for myself. Right. And that goes back to like inner child stuff of, um, maybe someone said something for me, you know, it was myself telling myself in middle school that I did not deserve to be in the teams, that I did not deserve to be liked by 
the other guys or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it was a thing of you're not good enough for that. So there was days where I had really low days, um, low weeks. I think there was even months of like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I stopped doing it. But really surrounding yourself with one good people that are going to motivate you and push you and keep you accountable. But mostly what I found for me, it was that surrounding myself with the why do I want this? Mm. What am I looking for? Mm-hmm. And that kind of like kept me going in the sense of like, I am looking for happiness, like pure happiness. I am looking for a, a, an impact to make an impact in this world. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't about me anymore. At that point, it was, who am I impacting? Who is watching me? You know, I have a little sister. I have little cousins that I know for a fact look up to me. And so just thinking about them. And at first, yeah, you're going to have to do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. But it gets to the point where it's no longer just about you. And that's the point where I got to. So when I had those dips in the road, it was kind of like, all right, how long is this going to last? Giving it the grace to pass through it, Mm -hmm. but also observing it almost as like a third party of like, okay, I know I'm in like a downward slump right now, but I'm just going to watch and see where it goes and then start up again. Does that? Oh, a lot. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. And I think that I always believe that a real turning point comes when we realize that it's actually not about us at all. It's Mm. the fact that our story, our lessons, the things that we've learned can make a difference in someone else's life. And every time I feel myself stuck on myself, which is just normal, we have that. Um, when those moments happen, I stop and I think, no, 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 like this isn't about you anymore. This, you're making it about you, but it's not about you. It's about Mm -hmm. what can you do? And when you can see that your story or your lessons can have an impact on other people, that's when to me, it just becomes just, it just becomes fuel, fuel to keep going, fuel to make a difference, fuel to make an impact with someone else. And that's just the mission that I want to be a part of. Oh, I love that you said that, especially when you realize that. People aren't, like, you may not see the people that are watching you, but people are watching. Yeah, you don't realize. And I think the more you start to show up and the more you start to share your story, you get messages from, I still get messages on a regular basis from people I do not know, have not had a conversation with. And like the one that just blew my mind and such a reminder was about three weeks ago, she reached out. She's like, I've been listening to your podcast for nine months. She has no social media, none. She is Mm -hmm. not even on social media. And she's like, how do I work with you? Because I want, I know you can help me move past this. Mm. We think that the people that are listening to us are our likes and comments on social media. And that's nothing. Mm. That's like, it's really nothing in the big picture and the big scheme of things. Mm -hmm. We don't know where that message is going and where it's going to land. Right. Especially because if you're like you and like myself that share very deep, um, stories and lessons, a lot of those people are not at a place where they're ready to, to jump in and say, yes, I want to change. And we know this because we've been there. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And so a lot of these people will listen for nine months, a year, two years, even five years before they reach out. Yeah. But everyone's in their own timeline. And it's like, you have to realize people are paying attention. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just one person, mm-hmm. they're watching. It makes such a huge difference. Such a huge difference. And mm-hmm. so this has led you on to a podcasting journey. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when I started like pushing everyone away and even when I moved to LA and I started really diving into the music industry, it was, I was always the person in the background that didn't talk that was like, oh yeah, I'll just go with whatever everyone else is saying, like whatever. I'll just, I'll just say yes. Doesn't matter. I have no preference, but in reality, like that's what I was expressing but internally that sounded like my opinion doesn't matter why am I going to talk I have nothing good to say um if I ask a question it's probably dumb so I'm just going to sit in the back um right like so you're just completely like reiterating the same message my voice doesn't matter my voice doesn't matter Mm -hmm. right and externally that just looked like oh this random girl's just sitting in the back you know um so when that was happening and like once I started diving into self-development, I realized that industry was definitely not a good fit for me. So I like stepped away from that. And so I asked myself, okay, what is one thing I am terrified of? And it was public speaking. And I was like, okay, so how can I push myself to actually use my voice, share my message, impact people and speak? And I was like, a podcast. And then what was your next? Okay, so podcast was the first word. What was the next thought that went through your mind? (laughs) It was like, definitely not. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, no. And so I was like, okay, that's that's an idea. That's not happening. I pushed it aside. Um, And it just kept coming up for about 11 months, 10 months. It was just like podcast. Anytime I went to an event and they were like, what's the next thing you want to do? Podcast. And I was like, stop saying I I don't want a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I do not want a podcast. This is not happening. And I finally just gave in. It was a day. um, I actually had a dream of me having a podcast Mm. and I woke up and it was just like, I need to start it now. And so I went online and obviously being in the, like doing music and stuff, I have my audio engineering degree, so I know audio very well. So that wasn't the issue. The issue was actually getting on the mic and talking. And my boyfriend does gaming, so he had a microphone. I was looking for every excuse as to why I should not start it. I can't do it. I don't have the right Yeti microphone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) People say it all the time. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I I was like this. I don't have the mic. I don't have like my room's not conditioned to be recording. Like, why am I going to be doing this? And I remember my boyfriend being like, well, I have two microphones. You could have one of them. And I was like, uh, okay. (laughs) And then, um, and then one of my favorite podcasters, I went on her Instagram and it was like, um, her, she posted something of like, do it afraid or like fears just uh, stepping, something around those lines. 
And I was like, all right. So I sat down, recorded my first episode, and that's how my podcast, Flauncher Floss, started. And the original message for the podcast was to bring to light um, physical differences. Mm. It was to inspire other people with differences. But when I started it, I was like, no one's going to listen to that. So I started interviewing female entrepreneurs and it was very like basic. And I was like, I did that for like a year. Oh, yeah. Really? Did you really? For like a year. Uh huh. And then I was like, this is not, this is not it. Mm -hmm. It was not getting like the, the audience I wanted. Um, It was good. It was, you know, growing, but it wasn't the impact. And it felt like a chore. Like I just, oh, I have to record. I have to do this. I have to do that. And so I took a long pause and I started getting messages of like, hey, are you not doing podcasts anymore? And I was like, wait, people are listening to this? What the heck? And so I was like, okay, yeah, like I'll come back eventually. And so on the second season of the podcast, I really dove into limb differences. Mm -hmm. And then about like two weeks into that, I was like, no one's going to care about this. So I stopped the podcast again. And it was like, okay, what do I really want to talk about? And again, it was physical differences. But it's so funny how even when you start doing something, the the judgment in your head will be like, oh, no one's listening to that. Do something more more vanilla, more basic that everyone's going to like. But in reality, like people are not going to like it because it's not being true to your message. Not your people, not the people who are like coming to listen to your message. Exactly. And so, yeah, that's definitely a lesson that I'm still learning right now because there are times where I'll be like, oh, I'll just record a podcast about like three ways to improve your numbers or whatever. And I'm like, what am I doing? So it's it's a lesson that even I'm learning right now of like, just really go deep in your mission. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just, I love that you said that. I love that you went there. And I think it's so important so important in that it also showcases that being in alignment can be such a challenge sometimes with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we, we think of going there and it's like, uh, Oh, do I want to do that? Do I not want to do that? Is anyone listening? Sometimes I'll do that with a topic and I'm like, Oh, Marsha, you've talked about this like a hundred times. And then Mm -hmm. that, I think it's so basic and that will be the one that somebody will like get shared the most, get downloaded Mm -hmm. comments come. And I'm like, really? Like it's, we are so critical of our own knowledge. And sometimes we think it's so basic, but it's not basic for everyone else. It's not. Right. That's we step into. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And it's also kind of funny because there's been times like, like you said, where I'll think of a topic and I'm like, "Mm, no, let's not do that. But then I ended up doing it like two weeks later and it's just what people wanted to hear. And so really learning to trust our intuition and that's so important because intuition's like, I, I call her the biggest bitch because <laughs> she she will guide you to where you need to go. And it, sometimes it's scary. And like, yes. there's like, if you don't listen to it, the universe will make you listen to it. Mm-hmm. So I've noticed that like, if something, I call them downloads, like if you get a download of like, oh, you should start a podcast and you're like, 
mm, yeah, no, things are just going to start like adding up and lining up until you're like, fine, I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. But then you wasted like 10 months like I did. <laughs> you know? I know it's all part of the process and I totally understand and respect it. I just, I think it's really important for people to understand that yeah. journey. And I appreciate you sharing that, that sometimes it can take like aiming at the target multiple mm. times until you're finally like, Oh, you want me to niche that and be that specific. And I love how just when you talked about like limb differences, as opposed to flaunt your flaunt, your flaws. Did I say it right? Yes. So mm-hmm. do you see even the difference in energy of the fact that like we're flaunting who we are as opposed to calling out what makes us different? It's just like, that's who we are. And that flaunts that right. out. And I love that you do that. That's sometimes that's all it is, is calling a difference in energy to the name, to who you're speaking to. Mm-hmm. So it's not about what is wrong with us. It's that those are our gifts that we can do something with. So let's flaunt that. Yeah, exactly. And you know, like, like flaunting your flaws to me, it's really not just for the limb difference community. It really isn't. And I found, I thought that I I was scared that if I niche too down into the limb difference community, no one outside of that community would care about the message. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that a lot of people do care because they relate Mm-hmm. in such a different way. Mm-hmm. Like my message is still out there. And I feel like a lot of us go through that of like, well, if I niche to or niche down too much, um, people are not going to really get the concept of it. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, when you get so specific with who you're talking about, even more people are going to come and be like, oh, I relate to that. They do. It's a scary thing as an entrepreneur, but it's exactly what you have to do. And I I couldn't agree more. I think too, that we are so as humans, if I follow, or if I use a quote by Brene Brown for a second, because I love Brene Brown. And, but she talks about that, like one of the number one thing we're all craving is connection. All of us are Mm. craving connection. We can't connect unless we can build the courage to be vulnerable, to show who we are, Mm. to connect. And we connect to each other by being authentic to who we are and allowing ourselves to show who we are. So the more we can share, right, who we are, the emotions, the pain, the things that we've lived through, that is when we get to recognize that someone else has actually, it just becomes this light of, oh, that's not just me. I didn't realize that. And Mm -hmm. it opens up the door for other things. So I appreciate you doing that work. I think that's what makes such a big difference in an impact. Thank you. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I have, I love this saying, I don't know if like I took it from someone or if it just popped in my brain, I get confused sometimes, but um, it's, if no one's talking about it, it is your mission to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So if like you've gone through something or, you know, some family issues or whether it's like within yourself, if you're looking and you're like, oh my God, no one must have gone through it because no one's talking about it. It is your mission to talk about it. And like, I love like airing the dirty laundry and I'm putting that in quotes because it's like, you're only ashamed of it because no one else is talking about it. But like, and I don't know if you're on TikTok or not, but TikTok's been doing such a phenomenal job at that of people just sharing like stuff that they did growing up. And you'll see like thousands of comments of like, oh my God, me too. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like crazy to think 
if someone didn't start talking about it, you would have still thought that that was a weird thing to do mm-hmm. or something that only you went through. And it's like, no, so many people either have gone through it, are going through it, or will go through it. And they're going to need your story mm-hmm. to help them navigate through that. I absolutely love all of that and what you're saying. And I think that the more we can talk and share stories, the more shame doesn't have a, Mm. the fuel that shame has is because we don't talk. That's literally, as soon as we start talking, shame can't survive. And so the more people out there that are speaking about the difficult parts of our life, the stories that we have there, the bigger the impact we can all have. So I'm grateful Mm. that you're doing that. So you now have this podcast and you're starting to feel right, like in your and you're loving. Not only do you have the podcast, you also do a lot of podcast support for podcasters. Did I say this right? Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So um, I want to say, like a year ago, it was in October. I finally quit my nine to five and went full time with my podcast production and management company, Podcast and Co. And um, we really like our mission is to support other podcasters in sharing their story. Mm -hmm. So we work with a lot of female entrepreneurs and influencers that have a story, have a mission, but um, (laughs) haven't really been able to put their whole story out there. And I know, well, I would hope that you kind of agree with is maybe is that a podcasting or a podcast is such a great way to connect on a deeper level with their audience right and so what we see is a lot of this these entrepreneurs and influencers they have a following but they're surface level so what we do is we help them build this podcast of really connecting and sharing their story besides just oh this is my favorite outfit or oh this is how you market this You know, it's more of like, who are you and what's your true mission and how are you serving your clients or audience and like really building that. So we help them create their podcast or if they have an existing podcast, we really just help them focus on the content so they don't worry about the techie stuff, which is my gem. Yeah. It's time consuming. The techie stuff, let me just say, so I appreciate what you're doing and I love it. I just like the, I wanted to draw attention to the fact that you picked the one thing that scared you the most, Yeah. right? And now you're like, yeah. like you've launched your own podcast and you've built a business around it. I just like, just want to draw attention to that. I love, I love how that has worked, but that dripped on you for a long time about starting mm-hmm. a podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. And if I hadn't started a podcast, I wouldn't have a podcast business like so that just goes to prove that doing the scary things can bring so much into your life and it's just a matter of being like you know what this is so so scary mm-hmm. but I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it anyways yep and so yeah it connects cool. you right it's it's just the podcasting world is beautiful and that it can connect you with so many people that yeah. you wouldn't otherwise meet Right, exactly. It's so crazy and so beautiful. It's a growing industry and I'm just so upset. It's not just like everything. People say, well, no, that's a tapped industry. I'm like, it's not even close. It's not even close. I can't remember the stats on it, but it's definitely not even close. So I love what you're doing with the podcast. I love how you're sharing that, how you're showing up. Where are the best places that you hang out and where can people find you? Mm. 
Yeah. So I love Instagram. Instagram's my my thing. Yep. Um so my username on there is at Ruby Skelton, R-U-B-I-S-K-I-L-T-O-N. Um find me on there. That's pretty mm-hmm. much all that I do. Awesome. I'll make sure it's I will make sure it's <laughs> all there and connected. You mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I really wanted to dive into can you explain to us like what impact you specifically want to create in this world? Mm. So my biggest impact is to really be a a um example for mm-hmm. other people with limb differences mm-hmm. that they don't need to be quote unquote complete to be able to make a really big impact in this world. Mm-hmm. And so I have this long-term goal of opening a summer camp for children with limb differences to go and play the sports Mm -hmm. to do music just do things that maybe they feel they're not able to and really show them that they can do it and so my mission is to really bring that community together of you could do whatever you set your mind to, whether you're fully abled or have a limb difference. No matter your weight, your height, your differences, your quote-unquote flaws, mm-hmm. you can make an impact in this world. And you can do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. The more people that we have doing that, the more permission we create for others to realize mm-hmm. they can do the same thing. So I love that that is what you are here to do. And I love that you stepped into that space. Absolutely love it. May I ask you, this is one of my favorite questions, is what lesson in life are you most grateful for? Mm, Honestly, being born with the limb difference. So just like, I I can't think of one specific lesson, but I think that it's such a, I don't want to say it's hard to have a limb difference because I don't like saying that, but Mm -hmm. it's definitely something that's so obvious to people. Mm -hmm. And it would be so easy for me to be like, oh, I can't do that. I can't talk in public. I can't do gymnastics. I can't move, you know, a desk around the house or whatever. And so the biggest lesson has just been being born, being given the chance of sharing a a difference and having a difference. And if you would have asked me like two years ago, that would have been like, not what I would have said Mm -hmm. because I was still very very much ashamed of it. Yeah. Um, But definitely that is, I think the biggest lesson slash gift I've ever gotten. Mm -hmm. That is beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. And I appreciate you sharing that. I love it when I interview people and the number one thing that they've spent their life hiding, avoiding, preventing from the rest of the world to see when they come to a space of openly sharing their story and who they are, I'm going to go with almost 95% of the time when I ask them what lesson in life they're most grateful for. They're like this part of my story, like this part of my story Mm. made me who I am. And I just think that that's beautiful. And I thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you for asking the incredible question. You're very welcome. I've loved connecting with you today here and I'll make sure all of your stuff is in the show notes, but I really appreciate you stepping into that space, being that light for others and literally just following what has been tapping you on the shoulder for a number of years. So I'm glad that you did. 
Well, thank you for having me, Marcia. And thank you for creating a space where you allow people like me to come on and really just share share our story and share the lessons for your audience. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.